Welcome. Thank you for calling Diamonds of Promise LLC with Lane. We're a positive women's empowerment outreach based in Cuyahoga County, but serving women worldwide. Here, we believe all women are as rare diamonds, special, unique, and of great value to God. If you're not sharing, please mute your phone and you will be connected. If you are the host, press star now. Otherwise, please wait and you will be joined into the conference. Blessings, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Breakfast Bible Club. Today is Saturday, February 17, 2024. And I'm Minister Lane, the host of the Breakfast Bible Club, and this is God's Club. 
I pray that everyone is having a great day, a great morning, and I'm going to pray to cover the line. Father, I thank you for this line, oh God. Father, I pray that you will bind every spirit, immobilize every spirit of chaos and confusion in the atmosphere. Father, I pray that you will cover this atmosphere with the blood of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will cover everyone's phone line, cancel out any distraction, every uh, spirit of chaos and confusion, anything that is not like you. As we come together and read your word, Father, bind up any sleepiness or anyone being tired as they go through the word, Lord God. And Father, I just ask that you will refresh us and that you will rejuvenate us, God, as we go through your word. Open up our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to be able to receive everything that you have for us. And Father, stabilize the atmosphere as we come together in unity and we cover this call in the blood of Jesus. It is so. Blessings, everyone. So important to pray before uh, reading the word when comes the enemy tries to sow seeds of confusion. And I'm gonna jump right into our uh, reading for Samuel chapter 20. Verses 19 through 42. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. When you have stayed for three days, you shall go down quickly and come to the place where you hid yourself on that eventful day. When my father tried to kill you and shall stay by the stone easel, I will shoot three arrows to the side of it as though I shot at a target. And I will send a boy saying, go. Find the arrows. And specifically, I say to the boy, look, the arrows are on this side of you. Get them and then come back, back to my father's table. For it is safe for you and there is no danger as the Lord lives. But if I say to the boy, look, the arrows are being, are being you, are beyond you, pardon me. Then go for the Lord has sent you away. As for the agreement of which you and I have spoken, behold, the Lord is between you and me forever, making sure that we each keep our word. So David hid in the field, and when the new moon festival came, the king sat down to eat food. The king sat on his seat as, as on previous occasions, on his seat by the wall. When Jonathan stood up, and Abner, his commander, sat down, by Paul's side, but David's place, David's place was empty. Yet Saul did, did not say anything that day, for he thought, was it an incident of some kind, and he is not ceremonially clean? Sure, he is unclean. But on the next day, the second day of the new moon, David's place was empty again. And Saul said to Jonathan, his son, why has the son of Jesse not come to the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered him and Jonathan answered Saul and said, David earnestly asked me for permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, please let me go because our family is holding a sacrifice in the city and my brother has commanded me to attend. Now, if I have found favor in your eyes, please let me slip away so that I may see my brother. That is why he has not came to the king's table. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, and he said to him, 
you son of a wayward, rebellious woman. Do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse over me to your own shame and to the shame of your mother and mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, neither you as heir to the throne nor your kingdom will be established. Now, so now send someone and bring him to me, for he must die. But that doesn't answer Saul, his father. Why must he be put to death? What has he done? Then Saul hurled his spear at him to strike him down. So Jonathan knew without any doubt that his father had decided to put David to death. Then Jonathan stood up from the table in the heat of anger and ate no food on the second day of the new moon month. For he grieved and worried about David because his father had dishonored him. In the morning, Jonathan went out to the field or for the, meet, for the meeting with David and a young boy was with him. And he said to this boy, run, please find the arrow which I am about to shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow past him. When the boy came to the place where Jonathan had shot the arrow, Jonathan called to him, is that, is the arrow not beyond you? And Jonathan called out after the boy, hurry, be quick, do not stay. So Jonathan's boy picked up the arrow and came back to his master. But the boy was not aware of anything. Only Jonathan and David knew about the matter. Jonathan gave his weapons to his boy and said to him, go take them to the city. As soon as the boy was gone, <laughs> pardon me, as soon as the boy was gone, David got up from the south side beside the mound of stones and fell on his face to the ground in submission and respect and bowed three times. Then they kissed one another and wept together, but David wept more. Jonathan told David, go in safety. And as much as we have sworn to each other in the name of the Lord, saying, the Lord shall be between me and you and between my descendants and yours forever. Then he stood and left while Jonathan went into the city. And that concludes our reading. Um, we, um, I read First Samuel chapter 20, verses 19 through 42. Pardon me, I'm going to jump into my interpretation. Okay, so um, what I see here, we already know that Jonathan is, um, Jonathan is, is uh, Saul's son, and we know that he has, really grown close and fond and loved David as he loves himself. They're very close. He cares about David and what happens to him. So we see that um, here, Saul, who is Jonathan's father, wants to kill David. And he's been really after him and pursuing after him for some time. So um, he, uh, he's been... Um, He's been pursuing him for some time. And now they come up with um, 
a, a plan. You know, that Jonathan and David devises a plan to keep to keep David safe. And after staying in Ramah with Samuel, David fled. So he's running, and Saul is still trying to kill him. So Jonathan was not sure about his father's intentions. So he was trying to, you know, let David feel comfortable saying he's no longer in danger. So to be sure that together they came up with this plan to basically figure out what his intentions were. And that's so when the New Moon Festival came in, um, Saul was going to host a meal and David knew that Saul would, you know, be expecting him at the meal. And David was saying, this is his opportunity. He's going to try to kill me now. So what they came up with was um, Jonathan was to watch for Saul's response when he didn't show up. So the first day he didn't say anything. He just assumed the worst about him. And people will assume the worst. You know, if they don't like you, um, if they have a problem with you, or like jealousy or envy or hatred or maybe something happened, it could be uh, where, you know, maybe there was a disagreement or a falling out people will automatically assume the worst. And that's not good. You know, that's that's not a godly character to assume the worst about a person. You're in your flesh if you just automatically think, oh, they're, they're bad or they're, he said he's, he's um, definitely um, unclean, like he did something wrong. And that's not good to accuse someone of something and don't even really know for sure, you know, what they've done. And sometimes with anger and jealousy, is in a person's heart or betrayal or if they have a problem with someone they don't tune their ears out of anything else only but the bad stuff about that person only what you know they're upset that's unforgiveness um they only hear you know the wickedness about the person even if you try no matter what tell them you know something didn't happen or was a different way they basically just block you out and do have their own assumptions because they're feeding those evil spirits of anger, unforgiveness, and, uh, you know, whatever is going on. Even if that person did mistreat them or do them wrong, we're supposed to forgive one another, not hold on to grudges, old past issues, and just assume the person is doing the work. So, again, um, Saul is angry. He doesn't, um, he hates, he's not to the point of hate, it's really jealousy. But he wants to kill him, so he's angry enough to want blood, to want to kill him. So they go ahead and they come up with this plan. And Jonathan told him that a lie, basically, that David was in Bethlehem attending a sacrifice at his brother's request. And it's not good to lie. Um, it's better to, you know, just tell the truth. But in this case, he didn't know what else to um, to do. You know, how whatever kind of plan they can uh, come up with. He thought it would be best to try to throw his father off David's scent, but it's still never condoned to lie. You know, we should never make up stories or lies just to kind of cover ourselves or get ourselves out of trouble. You know, it's better not to say anything at that point. But he goes on with his plan, and um, the plan was if Saul was content with his answer, then David would assume that he was no longer, um, Saul, Saul was no longer trying to kill him. But if Saul became angry, then David would assume, you know, he still wanted to kill him. He would see that, okay, he's still angry. So Jonathan told him to hide himself, and then he found out about Saul. He, when he learned to answer, he let him know with the signal of arrows. So the arrows were the signal. Um, depending on where Jonathan was, he shot the arrows. 
and David would know whether it was safe to return or not. So before they separated, they made a covenant. David promised to always care for the household of Jonathan. And, you know, his intentions were revealed. He was angry. He drew a spear. But then he takes it a step further. Um, <laughs> he really lashes out at David. I mean, at uh, Jonathan, his son. And he really gets angry. He even um, says things about him betraying him and um, speaking about his mother. And it's just really out of control. You know, the anger, the jealousy, all of these evil emotions has completely consumed him. And again, our words, we have to be careful what we say. He cursed his own son like his son did something wrong and all he did was try to protect um, David. So the next morning, Jonathan went into the field and um, with the arrows, he did he uh, did the little test to show him that he was still angry. And then um, before David, they said that goodbye, they had heavy hearts. Because, you know, they were feeling like, you know, I, I never know when he was going to kill me. But he said, the Lord is between me and you. So they kind of like just made a made a, a, a covenant that they'll always be, you know, friends. And he said, the Lord is between you and me. So everything will always be good. And we'll be, you know, you'll be my offspring. And I'm your offspring forever. So this is really sad. It's really sad that his father would stoop to such low measures of pride, you know, and anger. Just it's really break, heartbreaking to see this happening between Jonathan and David. And my, what I get from it as well is sometimes good people are, mis- are mistreated by more powerful evil people. So presidents, kings, uh, rulers, gov- those in government, you know, they do that. So David spent many years on the run. No. Even though he never did anything wrong. And that's really sad as well. To never have peace, always on the run, because of someone else's feelings towards you. God made us all have free will. And, um, you know, sometimes things happen. Like they say, sometimes bad things happen to good people, but it happens for a reason. We know that God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of this. But, you know, he allows certain things to happen um, for a purpose. And my prayer is, Lord, I thank you for the verses today. I thank you of the story of David and Saul. I thank you for the love they have for one another, the brotherly love, the friendship. Lord, I pray that you will bless friendships and strengthen them all over the world, people that have connections with each other. And maybe someone in their family doesn't like them or doesn't care for them or even worse, hates them. Father, I pray that you will bless those relationships. You even, uh, we know that marriage is given by you, God but also friendships are given by you. And Lord, I pray that you will bless them and cover them and help them and those that are facing uh, being persecuted because of being friends with someone or disrespected by family. I pray that you would give them strength this morning. Lord, also I pray against the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of anger, if anyone's angry in their heart with anyone, that they will find a way, some kind of way, God, to forgive them. We know that you forgave us, so who are we not to forgive others? And Lord, I just pray that you will help them with that process, even if it's trauma. Sometimes it's hard to forgive. Sometimes it's hard to release things and let them go. So Lord, I pray that you will release a grace over this line, that if anyone has a forgiveness, that they will forgive the person that they're angry with. Or if anyone here is not forgiven, that they will be forgiven. Father, help us never to tell lies to cover ourselves, but to be truthful 
give us a better way and a better plan. And Lord, I pray that when the enemy is pursuing anyone, God, that you will keep them safe and cover them with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, it is so. God bless everybody. That's what I get from our verses today. And again, our verses are 1 Samuel chapter 20. And we're doing verses of 19, pardon me, 19 through 42 this morning. And God bless everybody. Welcome. This is the Breakfast Bible Club. And what we do is we give our interpretation after we read the verses. You can read all or some of our verses, and then you get what you get from them. Also, at the end of your interpretation, you give a short prayer. The prayer could be for yourself, someone else, like your family members, loved ones, or to bless the line. And then I will point out one key from each interpretation. If you do not have an interpretation, you can feel free to read our verses. You can also sing a song in connection with our verses. Um, if you are led by the Holy Spirit, we have our writers here on the line. Blessings to our writers, those that write out the verses daily. And this step is optional. And uh, again, we're writing it out the way that it appears in our text. We're not adding to it or taking away from it. Also, it is my prayer that our listeners and everyone here will take something away from the Breakfast Bible Club to encourage, uplift, and bless our spirits today using the Word of God. So I pray that everyone that come onto the line will take something away from the line to bless them. Also remember that the word is our focus. The word is our focus. That is why we are here. We are respectful for, for we are respectful of each other, showing examples of the fruit of the spirit. We never debate or challenge or interrupt anyone's interpretation. And we're showing um, the Galatians 5, 22 through 23, love, joy, peace, uh, patience, kindness, respect, and the like. So, again, all these things that Saul was lacking, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out because he let jealousy uh, overtake him and creep into his heart. So this is what we show here on the, on the Breakfast Bible Club. We welcome the Holy Spirit to move and flow. Even if we do not agree with someone's interpretation, we do not, we never come in and disrespect anyone or cut them off or anything of that sort. It's not for debate. So uh, with that being said, let's grab some coffee, tea, or water, and let's get started. And welcome everyone, this is the Breakfast Bible Club. And now we'll welcome Sister Melissa. She's a translator. She translates our verses from English to Espanol. Blessings, good day. Welcome, Sister May Lisa. Again, we're in First Samuel, chapter twenty, verses nineteen through forty-two. Good day, it's going to see us. Breakfast Bible Club, Club Desayuno. Today, I'm going to read from the Holy Bible. Hoy voy a leer de la Sagrada Biblia. And today I'm reading 1 Samuel chapter 20, verses 19 through 42. And if anyone would like to uh, read in Spanish also, you are welcome to do that. Si alguien le gustaría leer en español, eres bienvenida. And verse 19, read, uh, uh, primero, 
Primero Samuel, capítulo 20, verso 19 al 42. And verse 19 reads, And thou hast stayed three days, then thou shalt go quickly and come to the place where thou didst hide thyself when the business was in hand and shalt remain by the stone evil. Cuando hayas estado ausente tres días, descenderás a prisa y venderás al lugar donde te escondiste y día de aquí tu queso y primeceras junto a la piedra de Israel. And he stood there, sorry, excuse me, 20, and I will shoot three arrows on the side, therefore, as though I shot a mark. Vente, yo tiare, tiare, tres. Hacía un lado, como trayendo al blanco. 21. And behold, I was in a lad saying, Go, find out the arrows. If I expressly say unto the lad, Behold, the arrows are on the side of, of thee, take thee, then come thou, for there is a place. To thee, and no one, and no hurt, as the Lord liveth. Veinte y uno, hije aquí enviare al muchacho, diciendo, ve, busca las saetas, y digo claramente al muchacho, he aquí las but if I say thus unto the young man, behold, the arrows are beyond thee. Go the way, for the Lord has sent thee away. Veinteito. Pero si digo a joven, he aquí las deetas están más allí de ti. Vete porque el Señor deja enviado. Twenty-three. And as touching the matter which thou hast I kept, which thou and I have spoken of, behold, the Lord be between thee and me forever. Veinte y tres. cuanto al acuerdo de cual 
tú y yo hemos hablado. He aquí el Señor está entre nosotros dos para siempre. 24. So David himself in the field, and when the new moon was come, king, when the new moon was come, the king sat him down to eat meat. David in el campo. Cuando vino a luna nueve y el rey de seto a comer. 25. And the king sat upon his seat, and at double times, even upon a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side, and David's place was empty. Bank day single. Y el rey se sentó en su asiento. Como de costumbre, el asiento junto a la pared, entonces Jonathan se levanta. Y Abner se sentó al lado de Saul, pero el lugar de David estaba vacío. 26. Nevertheless, Saul spake not anything that day, for he thought something had befallen him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. 26. See it, sin Embargo, Sal no dijo nada aquí día porque es día. Es una cas, cas, casualidad, no es talento. De seguro que no se ha purificado. 27. And it came to pass on the, tomorrow, on the morrow which was the second day of the month that David's place was empty. And Saul said unto Jonathan's son, Wherefore cometh not the son of Jesse to eat meat to, to meat, neither yesterday nor today? Veinte y siete. Sucedió a día siguiente el seguro día de la luna nueve, que el lugar de David estaba un vacío. Entonces Saul dio a su hijo Jonathan, porque, porque no ha viendo el, el hijo de Saí a la comida ni ayer y hoy. Twenty-eight, and Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked, leave, me, leave of me to go to Bethlehem. Veinte y ocho, Jonathan respondió a Saul, David mi robo, encantamente que le dejar ir a Belém. Twenty-nine, and he said, let me go, I pray thee. 
where our family has a sacrifice in the city. And my mother and my brother, he has commanded me to be there. And now if I have found favor in thine eyes, let me get away, I pray thee, and see my brethren. Therefore he cometh not unto the king's table.
pero ahora te respondió a su padre so, y le dijo, ¿por qué ha de mi hora? ¿Qué ha hecho? ¿Qué ha hecho? 33. And so cast a javelin at him to smite him. Whereby Jonathan knew what it was determined of his father to slain David. 33. Entonces so le arrojo a lanza para matarlo. Así Jonathan supo pues su padre había decidido matar a David. Thirty-four. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger, and he did eat no meat the second day of the month, for he was grieved toward David because his father had um, done him shame. Jonathan se levantó de la mesa ardiendo y ira y no comió pan el segundo día de la luna nueve pues estaba entristido por David porque su padre le había afrentado. And it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David and a little lad with him. A la mañana siguiente, Jonathan, salía al campo para renunciarse con David y un muchacho porqueño iba con él. 36. And he said unto his lad, Run, find out now the arrows which I shoot. And as the lad ran, he shot the arrow beyond him. 36. Y dijo al muchacho, corre busca ahora las saetas que hoy a tira. Y mentiras el muchacho escorría todo una saeta más ahí de él. And when the lad was come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the lad and said, It and said, Is not the arrow beyond thee? Cuando el muchacho lego a la fiesta que Jonathan había traído. 
Jonathan el grito al mucho y dijo, no está la saeta más ahí de ti. But Jonathan cried after the lad, Make speed, haste, stay not. And Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. Treinta y ocho. Y Jonathan llamó al mucho. Corre date prisa, no te detengas. Y al mucho de Jonathan. Rescogido a Saeta y volvió a su señor. Thirty-nine. But the lad knew not anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. Treinta y nueve. Pero el muchacho no estaba al tanto de nada. So Jonathan y David sabían del asunto. And Jonathan gave his artillery unto his lad and said unto him, Go carry them to the city. Entonces, Jonathan dio sus armas al muchacho de le dijo, vete llevarlas a la ciudad. 41. As soon as the lad was gone, David arose out of the place toward the south and fell into his face onto the ground and bowed himself three times and they kissed one another and wept with one another until David exceeded. Cuarenta y uno. Cuando el lucho se fue, David se levantó del lado del sur. Y cayendo rostro en tierra, se postró tres veces y se besaron el un, uno al otro y lo harán juntos por pedir lloro más. 42. And Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for as We have sworn, both of us, in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord be between me and thee, and between my seed and thy seed forever. And he rose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. Y Jonathan dio a vete en paz. A que no hemos jurado en uno a otro en el nombre del Señor desciendo. El Señor esté entre ti y yo y, y entre mi descendencia y tu descendencia para siempre. 
de David se levantó y se fue y Jonathan entró en la ciudad. And that was First Samuel chapter 20, verses 19 through 42. Primero Samuel, capítulo 20, verso 19 a 42. And my prayer is, mi oración es, God, I love everything you created. Dios, amo todo lo que creaste. Please forgive me of my sins. Por favor, perdona me de mis pecados. The sins I do and I don't know. Los pecados que hago y no sé. Please have mercy and protect me. Por favor, tien piedad de mi perdón. Give me knowledge. Dame conocimiento. And the wisdom to execute the knowledge correctly. Y dame sabiduría para ejecutar conocimiento correctamente. And everyone who wants to share my prayer, you're welcome to let yourself have some of that. Todo lo que quieren compartir mi oración. Eres bienvenido a dejarte, Señor, algo de eso. And that's all I have to talk about this morning. Gracias. Thank you, Sister Melissa, for translating our scripture verses today. Capítulo 20. First Samuel chapter 20, verses 19 through 42. And Melissa is a self-taught, respected translator here at the Breakfast Bible Club, bridging the gap for our Spanish-speaking families to be able to join in with us. We are grateful to God for all the effort that she puts into it and for her prayer to Oración that invites anyone that would like to partake in it to do so. We receive it in Jesus' name. It is so. So blessing to you, Sister Melissa. Also, she stated if anybody would like to read or share from our Spanish-speaking community, please feel free to do so. The floor is always welcome anytime. And blessings, everyone. The floor is open. Welcome to the Breakfast Bible Club. Good day, Breakfast Bible Club. Who is the clothing That's the I am reading from the Holy Bible. First Samuel chapter. First Samuel chapter twenty, verse twenty-four. Some David. Some David. So David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon was coming, the king sat him down to eat meat. Thank you, Israel, for sharing today. 
here at the Breakfast Bible Club, and Israel read First Samuel chapter twenty, Capitulo Vente, verse twenty-four. And may the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of His holy word. And thank you, Israel, for joining in with us today. Blessings to you, and also thank you for your prayer. To Resion, thank you for your prayer today as well. We receive it in Jesus' name. And welcome, everyone. This is the Breakfast Bible Club. The floor is open for anyone that's ready to share. Hi, everyone. I'll be reading First Samuel chapter twenty, nineteen to forty-two, from the NIV version. The day after tomorrow, towards evening, go to the place where you hide. When this trouble began, and wait by the stone veil, I will shoot three arrows to the side to the side of it, as though I were shooting at a target. Then I will send a boy to say, "Go find the arrows." If I say, "Go." If I say to him, "Look, look, the arrows are on on this side of the side of you. Bring them here. Then come because then come because as surely as the Lord lives, you are safe. There no there is no danger. But if I say to the boy, Look, the arrows are beyond you. Then you must go, because the Lord has sent you away. And about the matter, and about the matter you and I discussed, remember, the Lord is is witness between you and me forever. So David hid in the field, and when the new moon feast came. The king sat down to eat. He sat in the customary place by the wall opposite of Jonathan. And Abner, Abner sat next to Saul, but David's place was empty. Saul said nothing that day, for he thought something must have happened to David to make him ceremonially unclean. Surely he is unclean. But the next day, the second, the next day, the second day of the month, David's place was empty again. Then Saul said to his son Jonathan, "Why hasn't the son of Jesse come to to the meal to the meal either yesterday or today?" Jonathan answered David earnestly. Asked David. Asked David earnestly. Asked me for permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, "Let me go because you, because our family is observing a sacrifice in the town, and my brother has ordered me to be there. If I have found favor in your eyes." Let me get away to see my brothers. That I will have, that 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 is why he has not.
30. So I was anger flared up at Jonathan, and he said to him, You're, you son of perverse and rebellious women, don't I know that you have sided with the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of the mother who bore you. As long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will establish, will be established. Now send someone to bring him to me, for he must die. Why should he be put to death? Why has, what has he done? Jonathan asked his father, but Saul hurled his spirit at him to kill him. Then Jonathan knew that his father intended to kill David. Jonathan got up from the table in fierce anger on the second day of the feast. He did not eat because he was aggrieved at his father's shameless treatment of David. In the morning, Jonathan went out to the field for the meeting with David. He had a small boy with him. And he said to the boy, run and find the arrows I shoot. As the boy ran, he shot the arrow beyond him. When the boy came to the place where Jonathan's arrow had fallen, <clears throat> where Jonathan's arrow had fallen, Jonathan called out after him, isn't the arrow beyond you? Then he shouted, hurry, go. Quickly, don't stop. The boy picked up the arrow and returned to his master. The boy knew nothing about all this. Only Jonathan and David knew. Then Jonathan gave his weapon to the boy and said, go carry them back to the town. After the boy had gone, had after the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face towards the ground. Then he, then they kissed each other and wept together. But David wept the most. 42, the final verse of 1 Samuel 20. Jonathan said to David, go in peace for we swore we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is witness between you and me, and between your descendants and your descendants forever, and my descendants forever. Then David left, and Jonathan went back into town. And I read that from the NIV version. Good day, Breakfast Bible Club. Good day, Brother Ryan. Thank you for joining us today and sharing by reading our verses. First Samuel chapter 19, verses, pardon me, First Samuel chapter 20, verse 19 through 42. And may the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of the <laughs> word. Brother Ryan is one of our strong readers here at the Breakfast Bible Club. And we give God the glory for everyone that cares and that comes in and gives. Good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. 
I'll be reading uh, uh, 1 Samuel 20, 19-42 in the complete Jewish Bible. Um, the, uh, the third day, hide yourself well in the same place as you did before. Stand by the de departure stone. I will shoot three arrows to one side as if I were shooting at a target. Then I will send my boy to recover you, them. If I tell the boy they are here on the side of you, take him, take them, take them. Then come, come. It means that everything is peaceful for you as Anadai lives. Therefore, nothing wrong. But if I tell the boy the arrows are out there beyond you. Then get going because Anadai is sending you away. As for the matter we discussed earlier, Anadai is between you and me forever. So David himself in the courtship, when Rosa Hondas came, the king sat down to eat his meal. The king sat at his usual place by the wall. Jonathan stood up and Ebnar started, sat next to Saul, but David's place was empty. However, Saul didn't say nothing, say anything. That day, because he thought something has happened to him, he is unclean. Yes, it is. Yes, it, he is unclean. The day after the second day, David's place was empty, and Saul said to Jonathan, his son, why hasn't Jesse's son came come to meal the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered Saul, David begged me to let him go to Bethlehem. He said, please let me go, because our family has sacrificed in the city, and my brother demanded that I come. So... Now, if you look on me favorably, please let me get away and see my brothers. That's why he hasn't come to the king's table. At that, Saul flew into a rage at Jonathan and said, "You crooked rebel! Don't you know I know that you have made the son of Jesse your best friend? You don't care that you are shaming yourself and dishonoring your mother, do you?" Because as long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be secure. Now send and bring him here to me. He deserves to die. Jonathan answered Saul, Father, why? Should he put, be put to death? What has he done? But Saul drew his spear at him, aiming to kill. Jonathan could no longer doubt that his father was terribly put David to death. Jonathan got up from the table in fury and ate no food the second day of the month. But both because he was upset over David and because his father had put him to shame. The next morning, Jonathan went out into the country at the time he had arranged with David, taking him a young boy. He told the boy, now run and find the arrows. I'm about to shoot. As the boy ran, he shot the arrows beyond him. When the boy reached the place where the arrows was, that Jonathan had shot. Jonathan shot out to the boy. Isn't the arrow beyond you? Jonathan continued to shot out to the boy. Quickly hurry. Don't just stand there. Jonathan the boy gathered the arrows and returned to him 
return to his master, but the boy didn't understand anything about the matter. Only Jonathan David understood. Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said to him, Go carry him to the city. As soon as the boy had gone, David got up from the place, south of the stone, fell face down on the ground, and postured himself three times. They kissed, they kissed one another and wept each with the other until it became too much for David. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because he has sworn both of us in the name of Ananias, but that Ananias would be between me and you, and between my descendants and yours forever. Uh, in my interpretation, um, <laughs> that uh, people's uh, people's jealousy, it uh, jealousy and hate for somebody can go deep. Even if, even if even if you the y'all and the guys, uh, even if you, uh, how can I say that? Um, the jealousy and hate and envy is all bad, but when you when it go against your own brethren, and you're supposed to be a, a, a body of supposed to be part of the body of Christ, and you can it can get so bad that you you seek uh, even our, nowadays you can seek death on them in that aspect or talk down to their calling or their position. Um, I have seen it before a little bit uh, with people just jealous. To a point that they they can't stand the person, can't sit in the same room. It's just the hate for that, the hatefulness of that spirit of that 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 demon, jealousy, envy. It just really, really no limit to what that person would do or can do towards that person. So God has to get, and the Holy Spirit has to get control of that person. And they have to cleanse their heart and their mind, and they, uh, you know, what I'm saying, and repent because that's just not that's not God. And Saul is showing that. That he really, really way off uh, um, as a king and under God's um, order. So that's why Saul is getting the issues from God like that because Saul just mind and heart is not not for God. You know, you say he get he's too far away, uh, not for repentance, but he's just too far away in his own mind, his own self righteousness, where he has to try to get rid of David even till he dishonoring his own son his own blood so because they they have a great body instead of him just getting himself together and repent to god he still keeps letting that 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 selfishness bring that evil god's evil spirit on him so this we're just showing you that man listen no matter what you don't have or what the other person might be at better at in god than you you just just pray for them give great give grace to mercy and thankful to them that they can hold that position because you know say you know so sometimes you sometimes you ain't meant to be in certain places like other people and it's okay like I tell you if even with me I, I think I told pastor the same thing the other day like I am grateful grateful to God I just want to be a servant you know what I'm saying and and that's a good heart you know I don't care who gets the bigger accolades and bigger title. You know, I really don't care for titles, but I know I have to play the play the title game because that's part of God's uh, order and um, and I feel that's, that looks good to the people in the church, but I just want to be a servant. Like David would just want to be a servant. David was just was wanting to take care of God's things and people. So, you know, 
we have to get that mindset. Just want to serve, and we ain't worried about nothing else. What everybody else got, what better they have, or what car, you know what I'm saying? What title? It, it just have to be focused in our own lane and in our own relationship with God. So we ha can't let this envy and jealousy creep in. Cause that's the tact. That's one of the other tacts uh, of the enemy. And I think I put them into my list, which I'm gonna get back to working on my list. The different traps of God and Saul. Saul fell into. Let me get it right quick. Yeah, Saul fell into. That's uh, eight and nine. Pride, greed. Eight, nine, and ten. Self righteousness, pride, and greed. In eleven, jealousy, jealousy and envy. So, these are the little traps. They become a big thing. If you fall for it, you know what I'm saying, get distracted by the enemy, then Saul fell for it. You know what I'm saying? Even he was anointed, Saul fell for it, and it's getting worse and worse until, you know what I'm saying, as the story go on. So, I want y'all to understand that who all listen to men and women, that that just be grateful where God have you, and he, when he keeps moving you, you know, and learn, learn just to wait. If you, I know if you have ze uh, 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 zeal to, to do God's work, but just wait till he prepare you in things so you can move to the next level. You know, some people want to get to that level of getting to being a minister. Being, it's cool, but you have your heart have to be posture right. Your heart has to be about God's business. Your heart has to be for God's people. He God, God looks, for the, looks at the heart. He wants you to really, really care about his people and love him first then love your neighbor to get that position or get whatever you want out of out of, out of God you know what I'm saying that you need out of God not one because sometimes you do it for one that could be bad that could be bad too so just just be just have a a, a, a grateful clear and obedient heart and um, that's that's close to perfection obedient heart is close to perfection to God because he know that you, you won't feel you won't look for anything. You want to just be a servant like David was, like Jesus was, like Paul was. You know, the certain ones that, that God have favor, favor on them. People dislike them. They have the obedient heart. And that that that's what God's look, looking for in, in us. Um, my prayer today, Lord, just thank you for another day, Lord God. Just thank you for just blessing us with breath in our body, Lord God. We're just so, so grateful. And we want to take your time and your presence for granted, Lord God. Just give us the strength and and, and, and give us the word. Give us the you know, the cleansing power or your word to, to purify our heart so we won't sin against you. Like David said, Lord God, just give us the heart to just follow and be service of you in your word, Lord God. And let your Holy Spirit guide us, Lord God. We rebuke uh, greed, envy, self-righteousness. Uh, pride, you know, we rebuke that. We cast it down in the pits of hell, the, the tricks of the enemy uh, of that, because that's, that's one of these things, because he's the father of envy and greed and self-righteousness. Um, and your this prayer, pray your son in Jesus' name, it is so. I was discussing last night with a young lady, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go after this. Um, she said, she was asking why, you know, I, I felt the heart, but she was asking why did, why do God let certain things happen? And, and I did this, this, and I told her she never go against his word. 
he, he don't put his name against his word. His word is his word. He's not going to go against it. But I said certain things happening. Why Satan did this? Why is that? Because Satan is, I realize Satan is the, the purest form of pride, the purest form of selfishness. Like God's pure form of love and, and, um, and caringness, all that stuff. He's, the, pure, he's uh, the, um, the full form of this. So, you know, we know Satan is the opposite and he beats a copycat, but when he do his thing and when he do it on his job, he's the pure form of what we see Paul is, is, uh, is, is displaying, the envy, the greed, the hate. Satan hate God like Satan hate God like that, the envy. And he was one of his right hand angels, so we have to not fall for these tricks and traps because that's what Satan's uh, profession is. But everything that we do, we see people do, you know, Satan is professional, that's his, that's his thing. So we have to make sure we check our heart daily with the word, and cleanse our heart daily with the word, and through the Holy Spirit. And good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. Thank you. Blessings. Yes, thank you, Brother Preston, for sharing today here at the Breakfast Bible Club and reading our verses, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 19 through 42. That is our verses for today. And also thank you for your prayer and also a lot of your great keys and your interpretation that you shared uh, from what you got from our verses. And one of the keys uh, shared by Brother Preston is pray daily for God to cleanse our hearts from jealousy and unforgiveness. And that's also a prayer we can apply to ourselves. You know, daily prayer, covering ourselves, because when jealousy creeps in and um, envy um, is very dangerous. Romans chapter 1, verse 28 um, tells us, and even though they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And when God turns you over to a reprobate mind, that's a terrible thing. You know, to do those things which are not convenient. They were filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, envy, murder, debate, deceit. All of these things, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedience to parents. And the list just goes on and on. And all these things um, are, are that they do is worthy of death. So... This is why we have to cover our spirit, cover our heart, and be careful and watchful, especially especially leaders. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that today, Brother Preston. Um, uh, God bless you. And uh, we know that Saul was Israel's first king. But, <laughs> you know, he had some uh, character flaws, some issues, anger, some uh, jealousy over David. And, you know, some things didn't go right. And sometimes when people are in leadership positions, they have to be, also, there should be someone as well that they need to be accountable to in some, in some cases. Because, uh, you know, uh, they just, you know, out here they have no one that, uh, praying with them or no one covering them or no one that they can go to and, you know, just talk and maybe they may go on, be going through a trial or anything like that to mentor them. Then sometimes they fall into this trap, especially new leaders by him being a new king. Um, he was open to that. And I feel like if he would have reached out to um, to the, uh, the prophet, you know, that was that was um, Samuel, he may have had some guidance, but he chose not to really, you know, do so much as, you know, things he gave him. He kind of went off on his own way. 
So again, it's important for someone, you know, for you to be accountable, to talk to someone in leadership, have some kind of a mentor or person you go to to connect with. And we see in this case, Saul just, you know, had all this hatred. And a lot of people, unfortunately, that carry this type of attitude and heart, and they're not willing to, um, you know, they're blinded by their anger, jealousy, rage, and they're bad-mouthed people, you know, not um, praying. Because if you see something going on, whether it's a family member, friend, and you're not praying, then that's not good. You know, that can block you from getting to heaven. And it's like, what is all of that for? If you can, you know, consider yourself a minister or leader or teacher anyway. So, again, much prayer is needed. Thank you for sharing today. A lot of things we can see coming from these verses. First uh, Samuel chapter 20, verse 19 through 42. And um, Brother Preston, real quick on my interjected thought, you mentioned that uh, the, the young lady said bad things happen. Why do God let bad things happen? They happen for a reason. Many, many reasons things happen. Sometimes it's bloodline. You know, something that your ancestors did and it's just coming down through the generational line. So um, if you, I don't know the young lady, but you can um, invite her to the uh, book club every Thursday. At 7 p.m., we have a book club, and we're talking about repentance, cleansing your generational bloodline by Natasha Gribbage. There's a lot of answers in that book. And welcome. The floor is open. Um, I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try because uh, um, during that other conversation, a lot of stuff came up. Um, it's a lot of a lot of religion. Um, one of the things she's like, um, which shocked me, she don't believe that women, you what you deal with, women should be pastors, stuff like that. So... It's a lot that um, that she going through, or I seen that she got to get through, just by religion. So I'm gonna definitely shoot her the information, though. Still. Yes, glory to God. Thank you for that. And if God can use a donkey to speak uh, the lamb, uh, He can use anybody. God is not limited. There's no no male. There's no, neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, rich nor poor. We're all one in Christ Jesus, and the Book of Ephesians. It tells us that. So just continue to pray. Um, everyone is entitled to their own opinion and what they feel. You know, we we never um, push anyone to believe anything outside of that. We just continue to pray. So um, of what they uh, their understanding is. So continue to pray. And um, if maybe that's not a good thing to you know invite. If she's not ready for that, but um, continue to pray for that young lady, and uh, that God will move. And it's a process as well. So, again, things that we've been taught, things that we know, things that um, happen in our lives uh, shape our understanding. So, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. Um, I'm going to be real short. I'm not going to wait for the sake of time. Hope everybody is having a good morning. Um, I did want to just kind of give an interpretation of these scriptures and we're talking about Saul and David and um, Jonathan and David and how the spirit of um, envy and jealousy creeped up on Saul because of his, really because of his disobedience. And it just goes back to how we've been talking about <clears throat> in all of the chapters that we talked about and that's the position of your heart. And so, um, when we when we allow our hearts to be deterred from um the will and the purpose of god when we allow it to be turned away from his word and we allow it to 
um, conform to the world system and the and the fleshly way of thinking. This is what happens. Um, you have the you know the Bible speaks of I think Pastor Wayne talked about it the pride of life, the lust, the flesh, the pride of life. All those things um, come into fruition when you don't submit your feelings, your flesh to the will and the word of God. And so Paul was a leader, and it's happened so many times in the body of Christ that people who are truly anointed and truly are called by God to do, you know, special things or do things for the, the building of the kingdom of God, um, they are often um, pushed away and, and go through great strength of warfare um, because of this spirit. And envy and jealousy is something it's not godly. It is not godly. It's something that um, that is uh, derived from um, the enemy. It's derived from Satan himself. It is not of God. And we have to constantly um, examine our hearts. We got to do it daily, you know, because there's so many things, so many suggestions. And with Saul, and I think like what Pastor Lane has said, if he had just took a minute and realized who anointed him and who appointed him. It was God. It was God. In spite of what, you know, uh, it looked like. I know he was in the, the fellowship of other prophets and other uh, 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 of those who were of the of the prophetic anointing. But it was God who anointed him, who anointed him for a season and a time. And he, he forgot that. He forgot that he was supposed to report to God. He was supposed to seek God for everything that was placed upon him for um, leading the people. And he forgot that. And so now he's mad at someone else who God is raising up to do his will and to, 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 to carry out what God wanted to be done. But there's really no need to be jealous of David when you look at your own heart and you see this is where I err. This is why I don't have what I want because I have this envy and jealousy in my heart because he's accomplishing something that I should have accomplished, but I didn't accomplish it because I didn't yield my members to the Lord. I didn't yield my will. I didn't yield my way. And so we can't get mad at other people or even get mad at God when we don't do what he's asking us to do. Um, when you When you're envious and jealous of someone else, it's like a slap in the face of God to say, what you made me is not enough. So I'm going to covet my brother and my sister because I want what they have. And I don't like the fact that they are moving and, and, and um, operating in the anointing that you gave them. So I'm going to basically kill them, whether you're killing their spirit whether you have, now you're taking on a murderous spirit, just like Paul did. And so um, I just want to say that we have to be careful. We have to be careful, even in the, because it's, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. That's what the word of God says. And when you don't take those things, those are all things that you take before the Lord in worship and prayer and meditation. You let him cleanse your heart. You let him cleanse your mind. Let him take away those things that are not like him. This is why we constantly go before the Lord. This is why 
I think Pastor Lane is always talking about we need to worship. We need to stay before the Lord. We need to allow his word to meditate, to meditate on it, not just read it, but meditate on it. Because when you meditate on the word, which means you think of it, think on it, you have a sila moment. And so it gets in your spirit and your soul, and it causes your members and your intellect to choose a different way. And so um, I just want to, I'm not going to keep talking because I know I'm getting, okay. So anyway, that's my interpretation of today's scripture. And my prayer is that, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for being awesome. We thank you for being an awesome God. We thank you for giving us what we need at all times. You are the great I am. You're all that we will ever need. Father, help us and forgive us for not coming to you. Forgive us for not being open enough and, and intimate enough with you to allow you to change the things in us that needs to be changed. Father, we ask that you search our heart and our mind. Give us a clean heart, renewing us the right spirit, oh God. Help us to look like you. Help us to have your character. Help us to treat others the way that you want us to. Father, help us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And God, when we see those imperfections and we see those things that are not right, help us to run to you. Help us to run to you so that you can fix it because you're the only one that can do that. And Father, I thank you for each and every person on this line. I ask that you cover them and you protect them, oh God. Father God, continue to allow them, Father God, to go forth in their anointing and their calling. Father God, we have people on the line that have special gifts and special things that you call them to do, oh God. Give them the confidence and the courage, oh God, to continue, to continue in your word, to meditate on it day and night, Father God, and to worship you and you only. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this club. I thank you for Breakfast Bible Club. I thank you for Pastor Lane. And I ask that you cover each and every person today under the blood of Jesus. We cover them. We ask your angels to go before them to make the way clear and to make the way straight for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. I thank you, Lord, and it is so. Amen. It is so. Thank you, Sister Amita, for sharing today. Very well said. Blessings unto you. Thank you for sharing those golden nuggets and keys, uh, keys and golden nuggets of wisdom. Um, so much can be said about that. Uh, you see, with Samuel, uh, he he let his pride and his own understanding and his anger and all of these things blind him. And that's a dangerous place to be in. You know, all the things she pointed out was you know very very clear. You know, when we let these things take over and, and creep in. We can uh, remove ourselves from certain things that God has for us. Just like um, he was the first king of Israel. He could have reigned many, many years. He could have had, you know, uh, so many things, so many things that he could have had. But because of his attitude, because of his mindset, because of his heart, stubbornness, willing to, you know, not forgive and to move past whatever his offense was or whatever the issue was within himself. It blocked him, you know, and now God is raising someone else up. And, you know, that's something that you pointed out, Sister Amita. It's not about gender. It's not about race. It's not about status. It's not about any of that. You know, um, religious religion says, well, God only uses the man to preach. He only uses this. He only uses that. We can't limit God. God does what he needs to do to get his job done. His will goes forth regardless. God is so, we can't, our human minds can't even wrap 
We can't even wrap our minds around God and what he is and what he does and his ways. We can't. You know, we can try. Even the best scholars of the world, you know, the smartest men and women in the, in the whole universe will never be able to know more than God. We'll never be smarter than him. You know, so it's just a lot of prayer, um, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, teaching. We're just, you know, here reading the Bible, Breakfast Bible Club. But, you know, this is a ray, uh, it's like a, a hope, you know, a, a, a door for those who are hungry, who want to read, who want to know, who want to grow. You know, this opportunity is here. So many other things we could be doing, <laughs> you know, but we choose to come together, read the Word of God every day and grow and, you know, just go the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation to get more understanding of his word and also to know who he is. So, so much can be said about these verses. But again, praying daily for repentance, a repentance for cleansing our hearts from jealousy, envy, unforgiveness, and also asking God to take the uh, blinders off. Sometimes we limit our own understanding. We limit ourselves um, from understanding. You know, because we only want to see things one side, one way. You know, we have to open up our understanding and allow God to come in and minister to our hearts. Allow the Holy Spirit. You know, some of the songs we sing, and I'm going to go, I don't want to go too far, but some of the songs we sing, God show us, teach us, lead us, guide us. So when he starts doing that, or one, I give myself away when he starts doing that, oh, well, I don't want to give this part away. Wait a minute. This one, I don't want to change this, but my great-grandparents and grandparents and parents taught me this. You know, I'm only going to believe this. So, again, we have to really open, be open up to hear, you know, and to take our own understanding off. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is the Breakfast Bible Club. Good day. <clears throat> Shabbat Shalom. I like to read um, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verses 19 through 43. I only read like maybe the first five verses because of the sake of time and give my interpretation this morning from the um, Boys Bible. On the day after tomorrow, you will greatly you will be greatly missed. On the day, on that day, quickly go to the place where you hid yourself the first time and wait by the stone of Yelza. I will shoot three arrows to the side of the stone as if I'm shooting at a target. Then I will send a boy after them saying, go find the arrows. If I tell him, look, the arrows are on the side of you. They can't hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As if I'm shooting at a target, then I will send a boy after them saying, go find the arrows. If I tell him, look, the arrows are on the side of you, then come back. For as the eternal one lives, you are not in any danger. But if I tell the boy, no, the arrows are beyond you, then flee because the eternal has shown you that you must leave. But as for the agreement that we have spoken together, 
the eternal one is witness to it forever. And I'll stop there. And um, what I get from these verses, this is a farewell, um, a sad situation, a sad time for um, Jonathan and um, David. They're parting, um, they're friends, not only friends, their friendship I took into another level as um, as a brother. Um, as Samuel, not Samuel, excuse me, that I saw at the table of the, um, of the feast of the New Moon Festival, um, David wasn't present. Um, first, he didn't think anything of it, like, okay, maybe he's unclean, okay, whatever. Okay, he's not here. But the second day, he took another look. He like, okay, he's not here. Um, something's wrong. He quickly looked at his son, Jonathan, like, okay, you know, you know what's going on, you know? He wasn't really kind of like asking. He was kind of sarcastically like, okay, you know what's up. You know what's going on. You know what's taking place. What's going to tell me? So he came up with a story. And the story was that, oh, his brothers needed him. There was a festival. There was a... Um, sacrifice they were taking place with the family so he's gone back to Bethlehem just to throw his father off track <clears throat> and then um his father replied well go get him bring him back um his father was in anger um basically wanted to kill him out of helping um out of Jonathan trying to help David he wanted Jonathan dead he was trying to harm him he harmed him with his words he even threw um He threw his, his fear at him, and he was just really angry and outraged at his son. He felt like his son was turning his back on him. His son had um, helped what he considered to be the enemy, which was David. And then um, what I saw is, um, is Jonathan asked him, what did he do? What did he do to deserve you to want to kill him? You know, what did he, you know, what's named against him? And to me, at that point, it made me think of the scripture when it said, try to spear by the spear. Because be like, okay, what did he do? And then, um, then they, but he turned his mind and said, go get him. Go find him, bring him back. He needs to die. And then, um, what is it, Jonathan and David already had a plan as to um, see, you know, where Saul's heart was. Was he going to forgive, excuse me, forgive him, and then he can come out and he'll be safe. Or was he not going to be forgiven by his father? And he's going to be still hunted by his father until he pursued him and tried to take his life. And then um, they carried out their plan. And then come to find out his heart, father's heart was wicked towards him. And he wanted to take him out. So he told him he needed one. And that's when they had to um, part company. Um, they were very sad. Jonathan was sad. David was sad. They um, had made a vows towards one another that God was a witness of so that they would look after each other's family. And um, it was just a sad um, farewell between two friends out of a jealous um, father that started out with jealousy and ended in hatred and um, went so far as murder, the spirit of murder it took over. And um, that's pretty much what I got from the, um, the verses today. I'm going to go on mute. Good day, Breakfast Bible Club. Good day. Thank you, Sister Tennille, 
for sharing today. A lot of great keys you pointed out. And yeah, uh, once again, um, the same keys are being uh, pointed out over and over again. Do not let jealousy and envy into your heart. Pray for God to protect your heart. That is a key that we can step away from everything that you shared and also everything that's going forth today on the line. And blessings, everyone. We'll now have Sister Sadeja share. Hi, everyone. I'll be reading just a few of the verses. I'll be starting at verse 33. But Saul threw his spear at Jonathan and tried to kill him. So Jonathan knew that his father wanted very much to kill David. Jonathan became angry and left the table. He was so upset and angry with his father that he refused to eat any food on the second day of the festival. He was angry because Saul humiliated him and, he, and because Saul wanted to kill David. David and Jonathan say goodbye. The next morning, Jonathan went out to the field to meet David. They had agreed. Jonathan brought a little boy with him. He said to the boy, run, go find the arrows I shoot. The boy began to run, and Jonathan shot the arrows over his head. The boy ran to a place where the arrows fell, but Jonathan called. The arrows are farther away. Then he shouted, hurry, go get them. Don't just stand there. The boy picked up the arrows, and he brought them back to his master. The boy knew nothing about what went on. Only Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan gave his bow and arrows to the boy and told him to go back to town. When the boy left, David came out from his hiding place on the other side of the hill. David gave a formal greeting by bowing to the ground three times to show his respect for Jonathan. But then David and Jonathan kissed each other and cried together. It was very sad. It was a very sad goodbye, especially for David. Then Jonathan said to David, go in peace. We have taken an oath in the Lord's name to be friends forever. We have asked the Lord to be a witness between us and our descendants forever. And my interpretation of the verses. So um, right here um, is at the point of um, Jonathan has came up with a plan to protect David from his father. He let him know that his father is going to notice um, that he was missing at the celebration, the moon celebration. So he came up with a secret way to let him know if it is safe for him to come out of hiding or not, um, or if he would have to run away and um, move on where he could be safe. So um, then it gets into, um, now they're doing the celebration and saw, um, he saw that he wasn't there, but he just assumed that maybe David did something wrong or um, he couldn't come because he was unclean. Um, because at that time, they had to be clean um, before the Lord. So the next day, um, he didn't show up again. So that's when Saul asked Jonathan, which is his son, why he wasn't there. And Jonathan told him um, that David basically had to go back to his family for an event that was important. Um, and his brother had ordered for him to go back. So um, then Saul became 
furious with his son and he basically cursed him. He cursed um, his future and tried to curse him and stop him from ever becoming a king himself and um, tried to basically take away his birthright from him. And he was, and he also tried to kill his own son. And um, this just shows the hatred had grown like out of control. And this all started just from Saul bursting in a, in a place where the Lord wanted him to be and in a good place with the Lord. And then just from him refusing to follow through with the Lord's will, now he's at a point where he's in big trouble because he has hatred in his heart and you can't enter heaven with, that, with hatred in your heart. So this is just spiraled out of control. And um, Saul is so angry and enraged. He's he's not even himself anymore. So um, he was so Saul. No, sorry, Jonathan, which is the son. He became upset. Um, the truth that came out to Jonathan about his father and about his father's heart, and he really just disappointed. When his friend um, David told him about his father, he was hoping it wasn't true. Um, but this has to be very disappointing for Jonathan as well. And because he was upset, he refused to eat the food at the festival and um, partake in the festivities um, But this, and commune with his father and the people. But this was actually good for him um, because this was a way of coming out of agreement with his father and the wickedness that was in his father's heart. And when you eat with someone, you commune with them or you celebrate with them, you're basically in agreement with what they're doing. So it's good that he was coming out of agreement with him. And um, he went on with the um, plan to let David know if he could come out. So he sent the boy to go get the arrows, and David was able to come out and um, talk to him. And um, he sent the boy back home, and um, they basically talked and they hugged each other and they kissed each other goodbye and um because they had to separate so that David would be safe and um this is a really sad situation for David because he doesn't even know where he's gonna go at this point he just abruptly has to leave to another place and um but they still kept their friendship and the love they had for one another and they promised one another um, to and their descendants, and they spoke life over their descendants um, that they would all have love for one another. And this was a good thing, I see, and I'm glad that they spoke life over their seed because the father had hatred, but they didn't want this hatred to continue. And something else that um, came to me is this made me think about when people, um, let's say they all know like it's a group of friends and one person don't like someone else for no reason it's one thing if it's a reason but for no reason and you feel that i've heard people say oh you i'm not going to be your friend if you're friends with them you know when they didn't do anything wrong and this seems like um what's happening here um with his father he wanted to kill his son because he didn't want to hate david too for no reason and my prayer is, so I pray that you would help us, Lord God, to use our own mind and not follow hatred and 
um, copy hatred, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that if someone is um, has an altar or issue with someone else and they really didn't do anything wrong, I pray, Lord, that you will show everyone, Lord God, that it's wrong to turn against someone who's innocent, even if someone is telling you to. And I pray, Lord, that you will bring peace, Lord God, and families, Lord God. Bring peace in son and father relationships, Lord, and that they will be on one accord, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you will just release your love, Lord God, and you name it as well. Yes, it is so. Glory to God. Thank you, Sister Sedasia, for sharing today, First Samuel chapter 20, verses 19 through 42. And also thank you for that prayer release. You receive it in Jesus' name. And again, um, one of the keys, the keys that you have many keys that you share. God bless you. One of the keys that you share that stood out in your interpretation is be led by God and not our own emotions. And that's something that um, we can see with Saul. He wasn't being led by God's way. He was being led by his own jealousy, anger, and hatred, you know, and it just overwhelmed him and took over. So, again, let's all be careful to make sure we're not being led by our flesh, by our emotions, by our own will or our own spirit, and ask God to lead us when we make decisions, when we go out and do things, you know, anything that we do. We want to make sure we be led by God in that. So thank you for sharing that today. God bless you, Sister Sedasia, and also that great prayer relief. We receive it in Jesus' name. And is there anyone else that would like to share it before we close out? Yes. Breakfast Bible Club. Okay, I got one, one more thing I want to say. Okay. All right. Well, I wanted to say this because I know I went off into a tangent about um, Paul and David. And, you know, of course, David's envy and jealousy towards, you know, towards David. I mean, saw envy and jealousy towards David and how it rooted a spirit of murder in him. But I want to say this, that for us to remember that we are, you are, I am, everyone on this line is fearfully and wonderfully made. God did not make a mistake when he made you. He did not... Um, push the pause button or say, oh, I don't think I want to give her that. Oh, I don't think I want to give him that. Oh, I don't think I want to create them. He didn't make a mistake. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, his thoughts towards you are for a future and a hope and an expected end. And that's Jeremiah 29, 11. So I just want everyone to remember how important and significant you are to God, that you don't have to be envious or jealous of anyone else. Every day that you wake up and God puts breath in your body, it's on purpose. Every day that you wake up and are able to see a new day, it's another opportunity for you to explore and tap into the gifts and the talents and the um, anointing that he's placed upon you. You are significant. You are important. And I know sometimes we don't hear that and we don't hear people telling us that but you are and God loves you with an everlasting love and he won't quit until he gets his glory out of your life. God bless you for Bible club. Last thing, Sister Mitha, thank you for those words of inspiration and encouragement to, for everyone here. Well said. We are all 
fearfully and wonderfully made. And that made me think about Psalm 139, verse 14. So God bless you for that. Also, I'm going to share Sister Melanie's uh, share. I'm going to read. Uh, she texts her share. And also, uh, Sister Alexa, she says, hey, good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. Blessing. She says, pray for discernment daily to keep away the wicked or anyone with ill intentions and be careful of the friends, family, and people you have around that are envious and jealous of you. God will send red flags. Yes, he will, Sister Alexa, and show you the people, who the people are. And she said, um, she hears us in, in this spirit and this season. Pay attention to those around you. Absolutely. Thank you, Sister Alexa. And I'm going to read Sister Melanie's interpretation. And thank you, Sister Melanie, for sending in your interpretation. Again, anyone who likes to send in your interpretation, you can also send it in um, via text if you like. And she says, good morning. Those attending the feast had to be ceremonially clean according to God's law. The cleansing involved washing the body and clothes before approaching God to offer a sacrifice. The outward cleansing was a symbol of the inward desire for a purified heart and a right relationship with God. Saul was still trying to secure his throne for future generations. Even though he had already been told his dynasty would end with him, he was trying to do this by human means because he knew he would get no help from God. Jonathan could have made a move to become the next king by killing his rival, but he bypassed the opportunity because of his love for both God and David. And her prayer is, praise the Lord. Lord, I thank you for another day. I thank you for your blessings, grace, and mercy. I thank you for your presence, and, and may your powerful words be planted in our souls. In Jesus' name, it is so. Yes, uh, thank you, Sister Melanie, for sharing. So many great keys that she pointed out as well. You know, it could have been the other way around. It could have been David trying to um, kill Saul because he was going to be the next king. That made me think of that as well. And also, Jonathan, um, you know, um, could have also, you know, came in and took out, tried to come against David because him being the son of Saul. But again, God's love and mercy stepped in. And, you know, that's also a key not to be led by our emotions our own will, our own heart's desire, but to be led by God. And here he is trying to secure his throne through um, human beings. So, and by his own hand and without God's help. You know, just so, so, just so much to see that in these verses. So, thank you, Sister Melanie, for sharing, as always, very blessed. And also, thank you for that prayer release. And uh, here's Sister Alexa. She says, everyone be blessed and this vigilant. She also wants to add, um, thank her prayer. She thanks God for his daily love and protection. God bless and cover everyone here on the line. It is so. Yes, blessings. Thank you, Sister Alexa, for that prayer, for God's protection. And this concludes the Breakfast Bible Club. I'm going to say a couple of announcements and then prayers out so we can close out for the day. Thank you to everyone that listens in, that calls in, that shares, that reads. Everyone is important. Everyone is special to God, and I'm grateful for everyone here on this line. The verses for tomorrow, I'm going to give the verses for tomorrow. 
Um, we stopped at chapter 20, so we're going to move into chapter 21. It's 15 verses only, so we're going to do the entire chapter. Uh, chapter 21, only 15 verses. And then we're going to also add chapter 22, verses 1 through 15. So First Samuel, chapter 21, all. And First Samuel, chapter 22, 1 through 15. And God bless everybody. Uh, today is your born day. God bless you. May the Lord bless you to see many, many more. Um, happy born day to Sadeja. Blessings to, to Sister Sadeja. And uh, also to anyone else that may have their born day today. If today is your born day. May God bless you. Give God the glory for another year of life. And Psalms 118 verse 24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So blessings for you. And many, many, many more. <laughs> Our website is www.diamondsofpromisellc.org. And their telephone number, if you need prayer or spiritual counseling, or you would like to send text your, your uh, interpretation, is 216-463-1574. I'm Minister Lane. I'm the host of the Breakfast Bible Club. I love you, everyone here. Love you all. And um, if anyone needs, has any questions or comments as well, you can always feel free to text or call that line, 216-463-1574. We take donations of gently used and new clothing items. We take food donations, food cards, gift cards, winter gear, whatever you would like to donate, the floor is open for you to do so. Also, I want to invite everyone today, don't forget our hour of power today, Sabbath day at 12 noon to 1 p.m. You all are invited to call in and be blessed. That is a very blessed call to release any cares that you're carrying. Uh, we stand on the word, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 through 10. Cast all of your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. So it's a way of releasing the stresses that you carry through the week. So if you're carrying a lot of things, you need a release, call in Saturday. 12 noon. Also call in on Wednesdays. We have our uh, our uh, noonday teaching from 12 noon to 1245 p.m. It's 45 minutes or less. We teach on a topic that is relevant for today. And we give verses on the topic. The things that you guys text um, to the line, questions, comments, we teach on those things that give God holy word. We don't just give you our opinion. We teach and we give release of scripture. Everything we do is biblically based. So join us on Wednesdays. Don't forget Thursdays, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sharp, the book club, Diamonds of Promise book club. We are reading Repentance, Cleansing a Generational Bloodline by Natasha Gribbage. Very good book, powerful tool you needed in your arsenary for prayer, for understanding. Uh, we're learning how to cleanse our bloodline. This is my second time reading the book. Again, I'm getting new things out of it. Um, I sometimes I love reading the same things over and over again. Mm. So very blessed book. Um, it's a good way. We were talking about blood sacrifices. Very interesting. Coming into agreement with those things and how to break those generational curses. So join us Thursday for the book club, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. sharp. And also the Breakfast Bible Club, we're here at 8.05 a.m. We get started, and then we go on until about 9.30 or until the last share. 
So for the, the number for all of these things, our ministry line is 425-666-4796. That is the number that you called in today. So I'm going to close out in prayer. And uh, someone asked the question, why do you pray, um, you know, this way every day? Well, the answer to that is to bless our day, and the devil doesn't stop what he does every day. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He constantly comes at God's people. So the prayer daily is very important for our protection and our blessing. So um, that's why, you know, I just wanted to be clear on that. And uh, blessings, everyone, and I'm going to pray as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this line. I thank you for everyone here. I thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity once again, Lord God, for life in our body, for air in our lungs, your air, God, that we breathe, to be able to come here and read your holy word. No better thing, God. I thank you, Lord God, for everyone here. Bless us, oh God. Take us higher in you. Thank you for spiritual growth for everyone here on this line, reading your word. Father, bless us on our journey to read from Genesis to Revelation. Father, open up our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. Bless us and guide us to complete our journey. Help us to receive everything that you have for us through your word today. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Keep our path illuminated, God. Keep us from falling away. Keep us from getting into uh, off track, God. Keep us from going another direction. We need that light. Just like if we're walking down a dark alleyway, we need to be able to see our steps. So, Father, the Word is our light. We thank you, Lord God, for it. Lord, bless everyone here, God. Father, draw those here to this line that desire to read the Word of God in its entirety. And, Lord, we thank you for this new day. Lead us and guide us today. Bless our spirits today. With any heaviness, depression, any error in our spirit, Lord, correct it. Any anxiety, any sorrow from loss of loved ones, anger, lust, rage. As you see that here, King Saul is full of jealousy. Remove any jealousy, God. Any suicidal thoughts, murder spirits, any suicidal thoughts and actions. Bind them up, O oh God, and cast them out from us in Jesus' name. We put the blood of Jesus against these things, God. Let everyone know here on this line that no one is here by mistake. No one is here by accident. Let no one leave this earth prematurely under the sound of my voice. I cancel out the spirit of death and hell prematurely in Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask that you will bless everyone here to walk out the plan, to fulfill the purpose that they are created to do, male, female, child, no matter who they are, we all have a plan. We all have a purpose. You have the plan. You have given it into us from birth. So, Lord, I pray that we all complete it. I thank you, Lord God, for extension of time. I thank you, Lord God, for extension of life. Mm -hmm. I ask that you let everyone here feel your love today. Interrupt any demonic assignment of suicide from the enemy to interrupt that plan. That is the true cause of suicide, to block you from growing, from doing the things that God calls you to do, from taking your own life in your own hands. Father, right now, interrupt that demonic plan in the name of Jesus. Father, let that person know you love them. Let that person know that their life is important. No matter what they go through, we all go through trials. We all 
global tribulations. But, Father, you are able to pull us out of them all. So, Father, show them. Let them have a real relationship with you and trust you. No matter what things they're going through, God, nothing is too hard for you. And, Lord, protect us from evil. David at Azurim. David goes to different places. David left Gath and ran away to the cave of Azurim. David's brothers and relatives heard that David was at Azurim and went to see him there. Many people joined David. Men who were in some kind of trouble, men who owed a lot of money, and men who were just not satisfied with life. All, all kinds of people joined David, and he became their leader. He had about 400 men with him. David left Azurim and went to Mizpah in Moab. David said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come and stay with you until I learn what God is doing to me. So David left his parents, for the king of Moab. They stayed with the king of Moab as long as David was at the fort. But the prophet Gad said to David, Don't stay in the fort. Go to the land of Judah. So David left and went to Herod's forest. And the next heading is Saul destroys a Himalayan family. Saul heard the report about David and his men while sitting under the tree on the hill at Judea. Saul had his spear in his hand. All of his officers were standing around him. Saul said to his officers, who are standing around him? Listen, men of Benjamin, do you think that the son of Jesse will give you fields and vineyards? He is not one of us, so don't think he will give you anything or make you officers over a thousand or even a hundred men. No, but all of you are plotting against me. None of you told me about my son, Jonathan, and the agreement he made with the son of Jesse. None of you care enough about me to tell me that my own son, Jonathan, encouraged David to turn against me and attack me. And that is what David is doing now. Dog, the Edomite, was standing there with Saul's officers. Saul said, I saw Jesse's son at Nob. David came to see Ahimelech, son of Ahitub. Ahimelech praised the Lord for David and gave him some food. He even gave David the sword of Goliath and the Philistines. Then King Saul ordered some men to bring, to bring the priest to him. Saul told them, to bring Ahimelech, son of Ahitu, and all his relatives who were priests at Nob. So all of them came to the king. Saul said to Ahimelech, Listen now, son of Ahitu. Ahimelech answered, Yes, sir. Saul said to him, Why did you and Jesse's son make secret plans against me? You gave David bread and a sword. You praised to God for him. And right now, David is waiting to attack me. Ahimelech answered, David is very faithful to you. Not one of your other officers is as faithful as David. 
He is your own son-in-law and the captain of your boy's bodyguard. Your own family respects David. That was not the first time I praised to God for David. Not at all. Don't blame me or any of my relatives. We are your servants. I know nothing about what is happening. And that's the end of the verses. Sister Deja for reading our verses today. Um, Sister Deja read our verses. First Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 through 15. And also we're doing First Samuel chapter uh, 21, 1 through 15. So um, I'm going to jump into my interpretation since she read of uh, the verses. And um, in Samuel, First Samuel chapter 21, what is happening is David is still on the run. Remember that Saul was trying to take him out and kill him. So he's still on the run, and Saul was angry, remember, due to jealousy that we read in the previous verse. So he was, um, chapter, pardon me, he was angry and um, jealous, so he wanted to still kill David. So now David comes to the town of Nob, and he um, he comes there, and he meets a priest named Ambimelech. So Ahimelech, pardon me, similar to Ambimelech, but it's Ahimelech. So Ahimelech was not um, comfortable meeting David. He knew something was a little off. He was hesitant and even afraid because David was alone. So David asked him for bread and uh, because he was hungry to give him and this man bread. And he asked him for the bread. But the problem with that was that um, there was no bread, no common bread. Remember that the special bread for the priest was the show bread. And that was that bread was blessed. It was only for the priest. But he went ahead and gave him some anyway because it was um, probably going to be refreshed on that Sabbath day. So he gave him the old bread that was left over. And then he asked him for a sword. So they had Goliath's sword, and we know David killed Goliath. So he gave him the sword, and then he went on his way. And things were going fine until Saul saw, uh, until David saw Saul serving an endemite. And he knew, you know, oh, this is going to probably be an issue in the past because now he's going to go back. And this is where I thought this was funny. Um, the, a comment was made where did we get the expression snitches wear stitches. But yeah, so the um, endomite, he saw that, you know, David was there. So David knew it was going to be trouble later. And then um, he had this ward of Goliath and he wound up going to Gath. Remember, that's where Goliath was from. So that's his hometown. So the people recognized him right away. And he knew, uh-oh, I'm in this place. They know me. I killed Goliath. These people don't really like me. They're angry with me for this. And they see I got his sword. I'm in trouble now. So he began to pretend like he was mad, a mad lunatic, and started drooling and, and just uh, put on the show like he was out of his mind. So the people believed it, and then they just left him alone. And then I tried the king of Gath. He also... um you know, let him go, because he believed he was mad as well. So we go, the chapter ends that way. And then in chapter 22, um, we go on to see how, going to my notes here, um, we go to see that David, he went to a cave in Adullam, and he stayed in the cave. And now he got all these men coming around him that are downtrodden, that are sad, that are going through problems in their life. 
and it comes to be like 400 men. And um, this is where, um, surprisingly, the story Robin Hood comes from. Some believe that Robin Hood was David. Um, you know, not clear if that's completely accurate, but many believe that because he was surrounded by these people and they were going out and they lived in the forest because uh, the priest told him to go back to the forest. So we see that, um, you know, Saul's servants refused to kill the priest. Uh, the king, Saul, told him to kill the priest. He wanted revenge. And no one would do it because we're not killing these men of God. We don't want the wrath of God. Have you heard about all the stuff that's happening when you come up against God? You know, they wasn't going to do it. But um, the person that um, had thought, thought David, um, that uh, I believe he was the um, Ebonite, and I hope I'm saying that correct, the one that he saw and said it's going to be a problem, he went ahead and killed 85 priests. And then it ends, it ends um, there. So my prayer that I got from these verses is I pray that God, that you will bless everyone here on the line, help us to be able to walk in our purpose. Everything happens for a reason. We all, we're all born with a purpose. So I pray that we can walk out our purpose and that we can seek God's help with any um, character flaws or issues that we may have. We know that um, God is good and he's able to deliver us from those things. And also, I see, too, um, in my prayer, that something that stood out is that um, when God, sometimes good things happen, to, uh, bad things happen to good people. And then sometimes, you know, vice versa. But nevertheless, we, don't, we may not know why it happens, but God knows everything. And, you know, we just have to continue and go forward and just know that God is letting it happen for a reason. So, Lord, I thank you that all things work together are good even if they're bad even if they make us feel sad even if they we don't understand we know you're still working behind the scenes so god will trust you and we'll know to depend on you and lean on you in jesus name it is so and that concludes my uh interpretation not much here and also i wanted to point out too these verses jesus brings this back up and he um goes back to the situation with the priest giving David the bread. And Matthew, he speaks about that to the Pharisees. Now, uh, this chapter brings up a lot of questions. People have a lot of questions over these verses. They try to understand why did David, why was David able to eat the holy bread and nothing happened to him? Why did the priest give him the holy bread when they knew that was out of order? And some feel that's why the priests were killed because they gave um, that holy bread. So it's so many different views of these verses of what actually happened and why but we know that you know David was a man after God's own heart and he went on to you know do the things that God called him to do so that's just some food for thought everyone we can think about and uh, do some research or more research on and uh, that concludes my interpretation and what we do welcome this is the breakfast Bible Club welcome to our first-time callers what we do here is we give our interpretation of um after we read our verses we share what we get from the verses and then i will point out one key from everyone's interpretation and then we also say a short prayer at the end of our interpretation all is welcome to share remember that the word of god is our focus we have our listeners on the line our writers on the line and again the um, writing out the word you are welcome to do that that step is optional for those who like to write that's for you. And um, also what we do here is we um, we go from the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, love, joy, 
peace, respect, patience. We never interrupt anyone's interpretation, nor do we challenge them. This is not the line for challenging. So we allow them to share, which makes it a safe place. So um, with that being said, we let the Holy Spirit lead us. And so with that being said, let's grab some coffee, tea, or water if we choose, and let's get started. And welcome everyone, and we're going to now welcome Sister Melissa. She translates our verses from English to Espanol. Welcome, Sister Melissa. Good day, Buenos Dias. Good day, Buenos Dias, verses 5 of 12, Cupid's Code, Today I'm going to read from the Holy Bible. Hoy voy a leer de la Sangrada Biblia. And today I'm reading 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1 through 15, and 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 through 15. Primero Samuel, capítulo 21, verso 1 al 15, capítulo 22, verso 1 al 15. And if anyone uh, would like to read in the Spanish community, you are, you are welcome to do so. Si alguien le gustaría leer el español, eres bienvenido. And 21, verse 1 reads, <clears throat> Then came David to Nob to Amalek, priest and Amalek was afraid at the meeting of David and said to him why art thou alone and no man with thee oh no Uno. Entonces llegó David a Nab, al sacerdote Amalak, y Amalak vino temboroso en encuentro de David. Y le dijo, por que estás solo y no ha, ha nadie contigo. And David said unto Amalek the priest, The king hath commanded me a business, and hath said unto me, Let no man know anything of my bis of the business whereabout I send thee, and what I have commanded thee. And I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. No. Y David respondió, respondió al sacerdote Amalek, el rey me ha encomendado cierto, cierto as, asunto y me ha dicho que no sepa nadie acerca del asunto por el cual te envió y que deje encomendado y yo he 
visitado a los jóvenes a cierto lugar. Now, therefore, what is under thy hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand, or what there is present, or what there is present. <clears throat> Ahora pues que tienes y mano, dame cinco panes, no lo que tengas. Four, and the priest answered David and said, There is no common bread under my hand, but there is hollow bread, if the young men have kept themselves at least from women. Cuatro, respondió el sacerdote a David, y dio no Japan común a mano, pero Japan congregado siempre que los jóvenes se hallan abstiendo de mujer. Five, and David answered the priest. Um, and said unto him, for of the truth of the women have been kept from us about these three days since I came out, and the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is a manner common. Yeah, though it is though it were sacrificed this day in the vessel. Cinco, y debí respondió sacerdote y le dijo. Certamente las mujeres nos han sido vendadas como anteriormente cuando he salido en campaña los cueros de los jóvenes se han mantiendo puros aunque ha sido y valle profano cuanto más puro estarán sus cuerpos hoy. Six, so the priest gave him hollow bread, for there was no bread there but the, the, the shoed bread that was taken before the Lord to put hot bread in the day when it was taken. Six, entonces el sacerdote le dio pan congresado porque allí no había otro pan sino el pan de la presía que había sido quitado delante del señor para colgar can caliente en su lugar al ser retirado Number seven, now certain men of servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord. And his name was Doab, the Edomite, the chief of the herd, herd men that belonged to Saul. Siete, 
y uno de los servicios de sol estaba allí aquí día, aquel día detiendo delante del señor se ya llamaba Dios Edomita jefe de los pastores de sal sual hey. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord. Sorry, eight. And David said unto Amalek, And there is not here under thy hand spear or sword, for I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. Ocho, Dijo a Emelec, no tienes aquí a mano una lanza o una espada. Pues no traje ni espada en armas conmigo, porque el asunto de Ruiz era urgente. Number nine, and the priest said, the word of the Goliath and the Philistines who whom those shoes in the valley of Elah, behold, it was here wrapped in the cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for there is no other slave that that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it me. Entonces el sacerdote dijo, Y aquí el espada de Goliath, el filisteo a quien mataste, en el vale de ella está envuelta, en un pano detrás del hijo. Y quieres la meterla, tomala porque aquí no ha otro sino esa. Y David dijo como esa, no ha otra damela, damil, damela. Then, and David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Yes, David se levantó y huyó aquí día de Soal y fue a donde estaba aquí rey de Gad. Eleven, and the servants of Achish said unto him, It is not David the king of Laib. Is, is it not David the king of, king of the land? Do they not Sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousand. Once, pero los servios de aquí le dijeron, No es esta David el rey de la tierra. No cantabas de el en la, de el en la lanza. Las danzas, perdóname, de siendo 
tal Mateo a sus miles y te pida sus diez miles. Well, then David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. David tomala en serio estas palabras y temió grandemente a aquí redegat. Thirteen, and he changed his behavior before them, and formed himself mad in their hands, and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spite fall down upon his beard, and let his spittle fall down, fall down upon his beard. Trece, y se cinguió demente ante su ojo, y actuaba como loco en medio de ellos. Escriba grabados en las puertas de la entrada y de baja que su salvia les corriera por la barba. Then said Akish 14, then said Akish unto his servants, Lo, ye see, lo, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? King Catorcer, entonces aquí a tío a su servio, e aquí ves a hombre por tendose, como un loco porque me lo traís, me lo traís. Fifteen. I have a need of a man that ye brought his fellow to play the madman in my presence. Shall this fellow come into my house? Quince. Acaso me hacen falta loco que me habéis traído a ese para que haga de loco en mi presencia presencia y vaya a entrar este en mi casa en mi casa chapter 22 verse 1 <clears throat> David therefore departed this and escaped to the cave of Adam and went And when his brethren and his father's house heard it, they went down hither to him. Veinte y dos. Uno. se fue de allí. Se refugó en Cueva de Alam. Cuando sus hermanos 
y toda la casa de su padre lo supieron, diciendo a él ella. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that wasn't dead, and everyone that was dis discontented gathered themselves unto him and became captain over them. And he became captain over them. And they were with him about 400 men. De allí fue David a Misba de Moab y dijo al rey de Moab: Permite que mi padre y madre venga, vengan y se quiden con vosotros hasta que yo sepa lo Dios hará por mí. Four. And he brought the men before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. Cuatro. Y los dejo pues con el rey de Moab. Y se quitaron con el toro el tiempo que David estuvo en el fuego. <clears throat> Number five, and the prophet Gad said unto David, Abide not in the hold, depart and get thee in the land of Judah. Then David departed and came to the forest of Herod. Cinco, y el profeta Gad dio a David, No te quides en el fuego, vete y entra en la tierra de Judá. Y David se fue y entró en el busque de Hari. Six. Then Saul heard that David was discomforted and the man that were with him. Now Saul abode with Gabea under a tree in Ramah, living, living, having his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing about him. Six. Entonces ojo Saul que David y los hombres que estaban con el apíes habían sido descubiertos. Tal estaba el gupía, sentado bajo un tamarisco en el alto, con su lanza en la mano, y todos sus servidores estaban de país alrededor de él. Seven. Then Saul said unto his servants that stood about him, Here now, he, here now, ye Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of your fields and your vineyards and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds? Siete. Y Saul dijo a sus servidos que estaban a su alrededor. Oí de mí ahora ojos de Benjamín, y tire también el hijo de Isaí a todos vosotros campos, y vinas os hará a todos jefes de males, de jefes de ciento, de ciento, 
Hey, all of you have conspired against me, and there is none that choose me that the son has my league with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you that is sorry for me, or sheweth unto me that my son has stirred up my servants against me to lie wait at this day. Ocho, porque todo, porque todos vosotros habéis conspirado contra mí y no ha quien me revele. Cuando mi hijo ha ser un pacto con el hijo de Isai, tampoco ha que entre vosotros quien tenga piedad de mí ni me revele que mi hijo ha instigado a mi servicio contra mí para tenderme una en busca como sucede hoy. Number nine. Then he answered. Those, the Edomite, which was set over the servants of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Amalek, the son of and I to Nueve. Entonces respondió Doeg, Edomita, que estaba junto a los servicios de Saul. Y dio, y dio de Saí de Nar a Nar, a donde estaba Amale, y de Atos, and he inquired of the Lord of the Lord for him and gave him uh, victuals and gave him the sword of Boaz the Philistine. Y consultó al Señor por él le dio provisiones y le dio la espada de Galat el filisteo. Eleven. Then the king of called Am Amalek, the priest of the son of Itub, and and all his father's house, the priests that were in Nob, and they came all and they came all of them to the king. Once el rey mano llamar al sacerdote Amalek, hijo de Atib, y la toda la casa de su padre, los sacerdotes que estaban en Nob, y todos envíos vieron al rey. Twelve and Saul said, Here now, thou son of Antub, and he answered, Here I am, my lord. Dos Y Saul dijo, Escucha ahora, hijo de Antub. Y este respondía, Heme que mi, señor. Thirteen and Saul said unto him, Why have ye conspired against me? 
and the son of Jezbal and the son of Jesse. And in that, in that thou hast given me bread. And they swore and have inquired of God for him that he should rise against me to lie in wait at this day. Y le dio sal porque tú y el hijo de Isal habéis conspirado contra mí, dándole pan y una espada. Y has consultado a Dios por el para que rebelar, rebelara contra mí. Fourteen. Then Amalek answered the king and said, And who is so faithful among the servants as David, which is the king's son-in-law, and goeth at the bidding and is honorable in thy house? Catorce, responde Amalek al rey y dijo, ¿Y quién entre todos tus servicios es tan fiel como David? Yerno de rey, jefe de tu partida, y se le corra en tu casa. Fifteen, then did I then begin to inquire of God for him. Be yeah, far from me. Let no, let not the king impute anything unto his servant, nor all the house of my father. For thy servant knew nothing of all this, less or more. King said, Acaso comence que perdóname oil al consulto a Dios por él lejos este es todo de mí no cumple de rey de nada a su servicio ni a ningún de la casa de mi padre porque tu servicio no sabe nada de todo este asunto and that was first Samuel Chapter 21, verses 1 through 15, and 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 1 through 15. Primero God, I love everything you created. Dios, amo todo lo que creaste. Please forgive me of my sins. Por favor, perdona me de mis pecados. The sins I do and I don't know. Please have mercy on me and protect me. Por favor, quien Give me knowledge. Dame conocimiento and the wisdom to execute the knowledge correctly. 
y da mi sabiduría para ejercer todo lo que todo lo que quieren compartir perdóname da mi sabiduría sabiduría para ejercer con el comienzo correctamente and everyone who wants to share my prayer you're welcome to let the phone pass on Todo lo que quieren compartir mi oración. Eres bienvenido a diarte y tener algo de eso. And that's all I have to talk about. Gracias. Thank you, Sister Melissa, for translating our verses today. Capítulo 21 and Capítulo 22. First Samuel chapter 21 verses 1 through 15 and First Samuel chapter 22 verses 1 through 15. And Sister Melissa is a self-taught, respected translator here at the Breakfast Bible Club, bridging the gap for our Spanish-speaking family to be able to join in with us. We are grateful to God for all the effort that she puts into it and for her prayers to arrest home that invites anyone that would like to partake in it to do so. We receive it in Jesus' name. So blessings to you, Sister Melissa. And also, as Sister Melissa mentioned, if anybody would like to follow along with her, um, she reads sometimes from Trumpscripture.com. And also, um, if you would like to read in Spanish, the floor is open for all of the Latino community. You can feel free to share if you choose. And blessings, everyone. The floor is open. Welcome. Welcome to the Breakfast Bible Club. Good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. I'll be reading from um, the complete Jewish Bible, 1 Samuel 21, 1-15, and 1 Samuel 22, 1-15. <clears throat> David got up and left, and Jonathan went back to the city. David went to see Ag the Kohan and Nov, Ag uh, came trembling to meet David and asked, Why are you alone? Why is no one with you? David said to Ag the Kohan, The king has sent me on a mission and told me not to let anyone know his purpose or what I have been ordered to do. I arranged a place where the guards are to meet me. Now what do you have on hand? If you can spare five loaves of bread, Give them to me, or whatever there is. The Cohen asked David, I don't have any regular bread. However, there is it's consecration bread, but it's only if the guards have abstained for women. David answered to Cohen, of course women have to keep away from us, as on the previous campaigns. Whenever I go out on campaigns, the man's gear is clean, even if it's ordinary trip. How much more than today when you when they will be putting some consecration in their packs? <clears throat> so the Kohen gave him consecration bread because there was no more bread, no more there was no bread there other than the show bread that has been removed from before Anadi to be replaced by freshly baked bread on the day the old bread was removed. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the servants of Saul happened to be there that day, detained before Anadine. 
His name was, oh God, his name was uh, D, the M.I., the head of Saul's shepherds. David said to A, perhaps you will have here with you a spear or a sword. I brought neither my sword nor my weapons because the king's mission was urgent. But Kohen said, the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, he killed in the Eli, Eli Valley is over there behind the ritual vest, wrapped in a cloth. If you want to take it, it's, it when take it, it's the only one thing here. David said, there's nothing like like it, give it to me. The same day David took flight from Saul and went to Achahash, king of Gath. The, the servant of Achahash said to him, Isn't this David, king of the land? Weren't they dancing and singing to each other? Saul killed his thousand, but David his ten thousand. These remarks were not lost on David, <clears throat> and he became very much afraid of Achahash, the king of Gath. So as they were watching him, watching him, watching him, he watching. I mean, <clears throat> he changed his behavior and acted like a madman. When they had hold of him, scratching remarks on the doors of the city gate, and drawing down his beard, Akash says to his servant, "Here to you, here you see that there the man is." Uh, oh, they said it wrong. Not wrong, but I said a different way. Mish guy, why bring him to me? I am short of Mish guy. Iron. Is that why you have brought this one to go crazy on me? Must I have? Must I have this one in my house? David left back, left there, and took refuge in a cave of Elam. When his brothers. And the rest of his family heard of it. They went down to see see him there. Then all the people in distress and debt or in bitter began gathering around him. And he became their leader. There were about four hundred with him. David went to there went from there to Mizpah of Moab and said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come and stay with you until I know what God will do for me. He presented them to the king of Moab, and they lived with him as long as they remained in his stronghold. But the prophet Gad said to David, Don't stay in the stronghold. Leave and go to the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Hurt. Saul heard that David and the men with him had been located. Saul was sit sitting in Gavin under the Tishmark tree on the hill with his spirit in his hand and all the servants standing around him. Saul said to his servant standing around him, Listen, you man of me, is Jesse's sons going to give any of you fields and vineyards? Is he going to make you all commanders of thousands and hundreds? And is this why you have all conspired against me? Why none of you told me when my son went to went in league with um, Jesse's son? None of you concerned about me, otherwise you would have told me that my son had incited my servant to become my enemy, as is, as he is now. Then D, the enemy, who had been put in charge of Saul's servants, answered, I saw Jesse's son come to Novil in A, the son of A. He consulted Anadah for him, gave him food, and gave him the sword of 
Goliath, or Philistine. The king sent his summons A and Cohen, the son of A, along with all his family, father's family, to Cohen and know and all of them went to the king. Saul said, Listen, here, you son of A. He answered, Here I am, my lord. Saul said to him, Why did you conspire against me, you and Jesse's son, by giving him bread and a sword, and consulting God for him? You helped him rebel against me and become my enemy, which he now is. A answered the king, Is there any man? Anyone among all your servants more trustworthy than David? He's a king's son-in-law. He carries out every request of your household honors him. I did start consulting God for him just today. Heaven forbid the king shouldn't accuse me or my father's family of anything. Your servant knows nothing at all about any of this. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, my interpretation is you just... At the end of the day, no matter what you're going through, it's like David. And he found himself in this stronghold or Donald tried it. He had people that's going through the same thing or what same some things like him and it became an army. So just gotta know that God have your back and God have people in your same predicament or have been in your same predicament will fight with you and be and form a good army for God. <clears throat> that's what David did. He formed the army of down tried people. But God God made them soldiers at the end of the day. Until until, you know, we go farther along, David will be fighting and and be succeeded in this his in his battle or his stronghold. Um yeah, that's that's why I, that's why I understand my interpretation today. Uh, no matter what David finds himself, God always favored him, God had his back. Um even even when he thought he was alone, God gave him an army. And my prayer today, Lord, Lord, just thank you for another day, Lord God. Thank you for the starting the week off on today, Lord God, in your presence and in your word, Lord God. Give us favor. Let your favor go before us this week, Lord God. Let your favor of men open the doors of what's in our heart desire or what has pointed for us this week, Lord God. And Lord God, just thank you on this day, Lord God. Thank you for just waking us up and to feel the coldness of, of your weather, Lord God. We appreciate you and we, we uh, magnify your name and your word on the day, Lord God. And it's prayer praying in Jesus' name. And it is so. Uh, a great day. Um, Bible Club. Matthew, everyone. Yes, thank you Brother Preston for sharing today. You are uh, for reading our verses. First Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 through 15, and also um, chapter 21, 1 through 15. And thank you for that prayer request release. We receive it in Jesus' name. And also one of the keys that you shared that stood out in your interpretation that we can all take away from it is it's better to obey God's way than man. And we see, you know, um, even with the priest, when they, with the, um, the foreigner, you know, he was doing his own thing because he may have not even believed in God, but we can take that away that when we do what God wants us to do, then we, it works out for us. But when we do things according to man, there's always a consequence behind that. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing today. And the floor is open for anybody else that's ready to share. Jump right on in. Good day. <laughs> Good day, Special Club. 
So the priest gave him hollow bread, but there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken from before the Lord to put hot bread in the in the day when it was taken away. Now a certain man of the servant of Saul was there that day detained before the Lord, and his name was Doeg. And an Edomite, the chief, the chiefest of the herdmen that belonged to Saul. And David said unto Ahimelech, And is there not here under thine hand, hand, spear, or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of the Goliath, the Philistine, whom thou flewest in the valley of Elah. Behold, it is here, wrapped in the cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for there is no other, other save that, there is no other, there is no other save that here. And David said, there is none like that. Give it to me. Give it me. David escaped gates. Verse 10. And David arose and fled fled that day from for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of God. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousand, and David his ten thousand? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and banged himself mad in their in their hands and scrabbled on the door on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down upon the uh, down upon his beard. Then said Akish unto his servant, Lo, ye see the man the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought brought him to me? So David was running for his life and he had to pretend like he was mentally ill in order to protect himself from what Saul had pronounced against him. Have I need of madman that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? And then chapter 22. David therefore departed. David flight. David flight continued. David therefore departed this, and escaped to the cave. Adam, and when he and when his brother, when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down hither, hither to him, and every one of, and every one that was in distress, and every one that was in debt, and every one that was discontented gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them, and there were with him about 400 men. And David went and David went thence to Mesbah of Moab. And he said unto the king of Moab, let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the, in the hole. And the prophet Gad said unto David, abide not in the hole, depart and get thee into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Herod. Verse 6, Saul has Ahimelech killed. When Saul heard that David was discovered and the men that were with him, 
Now Saul abode in Gibeah under the tree of Ramah, having his spear in his hand and all his servants standing about him. Then Saul said unto his servants that stood about him, Hear now ye, Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields with the vineyards and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, that all of you have and he inquired of the Lord for him and gave him victuals and gave him the sword of Goliath and the Philistine gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest the son of Ahithoph and all the father's house and the priest that were in Nob and they came all of them to the king and Saul said, Hear now, thou son of Ahitas. And he answered, Here I am, my lord. And Saul said unto him, Why have you conspired against that thou and the son of Jesse? Now, notice that he's no longer David. He's the son of Jesse now. And that thou hast given him bread and sword and hast inquired of God for him, that he showeth that he should rise against me and lie in wait as at this day. Verse 14. Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who is so faithful among all thy servants as David, which is the king's son-in-law, and goeth at thy bidding, and is honorable in thy house? Then I then began to inquire of God for him, but it be it far from me, let not the king impute anything unto his servant, nor to all the house of the father. For thy servant knew nothing of all this, less or more. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of his divine word. Um, as we see here again, you know, David's going to run for his life because Saul has his evil spirit. And not only is Saul is, you know, conjuring up his army against David and now this spirit that is inner saw the root of it is now full blown and he has conspired against um, David to actually kill him I mean that's how bad the envy and the jealousy was in his heart towards David he just hated him and my question is I mean by killing him what was he going to do I mean how was that going to solve what was in his heart it wouldn't have he just would have been a murderer, uh, as he always was in his heart already. But it wouldn't have accomplished anything. Um, but it just goes to show you how the enemy will convince you um, when you have those, you know, when you have those strong holes that, oh, if you do this, you know, you, this will be better. Just kill him or just shoot him or just do this or that and, and get him out of the way. Well, when you getting them out of the way, you have to understand this is God's creation. This is God. Not only that, it's God's anointed. And so <clears throat> even the even his even his soldiers, even Saul's soldiers knew we're not touching him because he's God's anointed. And if we touch him, then we're in trouble with God. But that didn't matter to Saul. Um, he had come to a place where nothing that God said mattered to him. He had become turned a hardened heart against the word of God and against the instructions of God. He no longer even cared what God said at this point. It was all about what he wanted and he felt like David was in his way so he wanted to get rid of David. 
But God was with David. And David um, was protected because of his heart toward the Lord. And even with the with the bread, when he was hungry, and he went into the um, the temple, and they were um, they gave him the showbread. Now, my opinion of that is this: that when you are anointed and favored by God, sometimes God breaks the rules for you. And that's not to say that it was right or wrong, but I think that because David's heart pleased the Lord that he even in the midst of him running for his life, that he made things to work for his good. And so even with the bread, eating of the bread that was in the temple, the holy bread, which they called holy bread, um, God even made that, made him have favor with that because he knew that at the moment that's what he needed. But God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. So who are we to say? It's like, you know, we say, well, this is this is holy. Nobody should, nobody you shouldn't do this on the Sabbath, or you shouldn't do that or that. And the Bible does like keep remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. But sometimes God, God will break the rules, and we don't get to say what well, is right or wrong because He's God. And so that's just my opinion. But um, David, God was with David, and God's hand was on David, and even in the midst of battle. Um, he had to trust God and he's the worship God. And even when running for his life, he allowed God to lead him and guide him um, into where and what he was supposed to do. Um, so I guess we have to remember that we're going to have those thoughts. We're going to have those people that show up, especially because we're the children of God. So they're going to show up because the enemy uses whoever he can. You know, um, that's why the Bible tells us to keep our hearts before the Lord because at any given time the enemy can use you so you have to keep your heart in the right position before the Lord so that he can use you for his glory and not for um for Satan so um in this case I'm sure Saul regretted even later on in the chapter after he died but what he did I'm, I'm, I'm hope that he repented before the Lord for what he had done to David but it made David a stronger warrior, I guess, and it all worked out for his good. So my prayer today is, Father, we thank you for being gracious. We thank you for being God. Father, we come with humble hearts today. Um, we repent of anything in our hearts that's not like you, anything that will um, separate us from you, anything that will deter, deter us from your presence. Lord, we ask that you wash us afresh today. Lord, give us a clean heart. Renew us the right spirit. Let your anointing destroy every yoke, every yoke of bondage, every yoke of hindrance, every yoke of lack, every yoke of um, stagnation, every yoke of sickness. Father God, we just seek healing power in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We ask that you continuously walk with us and be with us. God, we thank you for your grace, your grace to fulfill your purpose, your grace to fulfill your destiny on our lives. Lord, we thank you for each and every person on the line. And we ask, Father God, that you continue to allow us to do your will, to do your will, Father, because there's no other place that we would rather be but in the will of God. That's the safest place to be. So, Father, we thank you for leading and guiding us, even sometimes when we don't realize that that's what you're doing and we feel like the situation or the circumstance is not favorable, but we know that all things work together for the good of them that love you, who are called, who are the called, 
according to your purpose. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise and we glory, glory for this day. For this is the day that you have made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, touch everyone on this line. Cover them under your blood. Let your love touch their heart in a special way today. In Jesus' name, I pray it is so. And amen. God bless you. Yes, thank you, Sister Ramita, for sharing today. Um, our verses for Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 through 15 and 21. 1 through 15. Um, so many great keys you pointed out. And also, God bless you. Thank you for your prayer release. You receive it in Jesus' name. And um, so, so many great keys that you touched on. And here we can say that um, one of the keys that we can we gather from your interpretation that we cannot take away is God will adjust the rules. He is the rule maker. And we know that God is... <laughs> creator god he wrote the book <laughs> you know he is the author and the finisher of our faith so he is the one that can twist and turn things accordingly and it works for those who love him you know and um romans 8 28 that's a, a perfect verse for this for these chapters and that's the verse that i shared earlier you know all things work together you know for the good of them who are called according to his purpose See, that's the key word. David was called by God. So, you know, he was hungry, and we knew that with him being hungry and running and pursued, uh, being pursued, pardon me, by Saul, you know, he was probably weak and tired and famished and needed to eat. And, you know, I thought about the show, Brad, because we read how God was so serious about all the items in the tabernacle, so going to the tabernacle and how things, you know, were. But here he makes an adjustment for David. And, you know, it just, it's really a big topic, like I said, amongst many, because a lot of has questions about it. But, you know, we know that everything that God does, that God does is perfect. And like I said, he is the one who wrote the book. So he can decide whom, you know, however. And some even believe that's why the priest, um, you know, why they died. So, again, it's, you know, do your research, check into it and see what you draw from it. And what, you know, you get from the verses, that's the beautiful thing about the word. We all can share what we get from it and see, you know, all can gather different things and ideas and share them here at the Breakfast Bible Club. So God bless you. Thank you, Sister Ramita. And also a blessing for, for Israel. Thank you, Israel, for sharing and uh, everyone here that shared here on the Breakfast Bible Club. And the floor is open. For anyone else that's ready to share, please jump in. Is there anyone else? today i'll be reading chapter um 21 in first samuel verses 1 through 8 from the voice bible david went to a place called Nom. there he visited the priest of ahimelech which came forward fearfully to meet him why are you here alone without anyone else. The king has given me a mission that is not to be revealed to anyone else. And my servants are waiting for me at a place where I have sent them. Now, what do you have here to eat? Let me have five loaves of bread or whatever or whatever you have. I have no ordinary bread, only the holy bread. You may take it if your men 
has not recently had sexual intercourse. Of course, they have stayed away from women since we have been on the road three days now. If their bodies must be kept pure, even when we go on a typical journey, how much more must they be kept pure when we are on a mission like this one? The priest gave this consecrated bread since the bread of the present was replaced when other fresh hot bread was brought before the eternal one and no other bread was available. Now on, now one of Saul's servants, Dean, the Edomite, the chief of Saul's shepherds, was waiting before the eternal that day. Isn't there a sword or a spear here? I left so swiftly on my errand for the king that I did not bring my sword or weapon with me. And I'll stop there. Good day, Breakfast Bible Club. Thank you, Sister Tineo, for sharing today. God bless you. Thank you for reading our words. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 21, 1 through 15, and 1 Samuel chapter 22, 1 through 15. Is there someone else who would like to share? Okay, well, this concludes the Breakfast Bible Club. I'm going to check my text to see if anyone shared an interpretation and again if you would like to share interpretation the number is 216-463-1574 bear with me and i'm going to check sister melanie bless you thank you for your share i'm going to read your share today She says, good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. Ahimelech had to go against the law to give the bread of the presence to David because the bread was supposed to be given only to the priest. But he put David's needs in life ahead of religious ceremony and fed him, to, and fed him the holy food to do good. And to save life is God's greater law. David lied to protect himself from Saul. Some excuses this, this lie because a war was going on and it is the duty of a good soldier to deceive the enemy but nowhere is david's lie condoned in fact the opposite is true because he he lied because his lie led to the death of 85 priests david's small lie seems harmless enough but it led to tragedy the bible makes it very clear that lying is wrong lying like every other sin is a serious sin in god's sight and may lead to all sorts of consequences. All sin must be avoided regardless of whether or not we can foresee their potential consequences. When David was accepted into the Philistines' camp, they may have been initially happy to accept a defector who was a high military leader. 
any enemy of Saul would have been a friend of theirs. They could not have known David had been anointed Israel's next king. Soon they became nervous about David's presence. He had slain thousands of their own people. David then protected himself by acting the same. It was not to harm mentally unstable people. Chapter 21, verses 1 through 15, her interpretation. Outlaws and troublemakers joined David, who himself was an outlaw. These people were outcasts themselves and could only improve their lot by helping David become king. David's control over his band of men shows his resourcefulness and ability to motivate others. It is difficult enough to build an army out of good men, but it takes great leadership to mold together the kind of men that follow David. And I'm going to stop there. And thank you, Sister Melanie, for sharing today. This concludes the Breakfast Bible Club. God bless everybody for joining in. All of you who share, God bless you. All is welcome. And I'm going to give our verses for tomorrow. And is there one more before we close out, just to make sure? Okay, well, this concludes the Baptist Bible Club, and I'm going to give our verses for today, or for tomorrow, our verses. We stopped at um, verse 16, 15, so we're going to pick up, pick up in chapter 22, verses 16, and we're going to finish out with 23, and then we're also going to do tw chapter 23, verses 1, 1 through, pardon me. Oh, we're going to do the entire chapter. So we're going to do the entire chapter of chapter 23 tomorrow. And we're going to close out. So um, this concludes the Breakfast Bible Club. Um, our website is www.diamondsofpromisellc.org. And also you can call 216-463-1574 if you need any spiritual counseling or prayer. If you have any prayer requests, you can text it to that number. Again, you all are invited to join us for our Hour of Power prayer call every Saturday at 12 noon to 1 p.m. Also, you're invited to call us for the Breakfast Bible Club, this number that you dial in. And also, every Wednesday and Thursday, we have our noonday teaching. Uh, pardon me, Wednesdays now is the Thursday at the book club from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. sharp. So we just have our Wednesday noonday teaching from 12 noon, and the teaching is 45 minutes or less. So we teach on a topic that is relevant for today and give verses on what the Word of God says. And this concludes the Breakfast Bible Club. I'm going to pray us out. Does anyone have any questions? Well, God bless you all. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for this line. I ask that you bless this line. Thank you for the opportunity to read the Word of God. Thank you for spiritual growth for everyone here on the line. Open up our spiritual ears and spiritual eyes to be able to receive everything that you have for us. Bless us and guide us on your journey, O oh God, on our journey to read from Genesis to Revelation. Bless us to receive everything that you have for us. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, draw those here to the line that desire to read the word of God. And we thank you, Lord God, for this new day. Bless us and guide us. Bless our spirits today. 
publicity heaviness, depression, anxiety, evil spirits of lust, anger, anger, rage, or suicidal thoughts, find them up and cast them out from us. In Jesus' name, let everyone know that no one is here on this earth by mistake or accident, Lord. Let everyone walk out this plan, God, that you have for them. And Lord, I ask that you will let everyone on this line know that you love them and you care for them. Let them feel your love today. Father, I thank you for canceling our premature death over anyone here over this line. Protect us from evil, send angelic assistance, bind any evil spirits that may speak to the portals of our mind today. Cut off all evil communication from our hearing. By your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. That means our bodies are healed, our minds are healed, our spirits are healed. We walk in victory. Break every word curse that is spoken over anyone. Break all generational curses. Remove sickness and disease. Dry up cancer cells, tumors, infections. Regulate our blood pressure and our blood sugar today. And I thank you, Lord God, for healing us and hearing the needs that we have, God, for healing God today. Lord, I ask that you will bless the women that call in today from 211, first call for help. Those that call in, Lord God, from FGM that have went through that, Lord God, that are calling from the Diamonds of Promise line, Lord, those that are coming out of domestic violence, human trafficking, prostitution, PTSD, incest, rape, miscarriages, abortions, and any other kind of abuse. Release your healing over them, break demonic cycles, release deliverance over us. Lord, those coming out of prison, homelessness, those that served in the military, remember them. Those that are coming off of drugs and alcohol, heal the roots, shut every open door, find up monitoring evil spirits that are operating in anyone's lives, destroy them with the blood of Jesus. And we thank you in advance for healing and the breakthroughs. Bless those that are going, Lord God, our transportation. We make it from point A to point B safely. Bless us wherever we go. Joshua 1 and 9. Cancel all accidents and incidents today. Lord, bless anyone, Lord God, that break every satanic transportation any blessed sacrifice let them keep their hearts and minds on you. And we give you glory for whatever state that we are in. Remember the loss in our families. We lift up our communities, our cities, our countries, and our world. United States of America, Jamaica, Puerto Rico. Blessings to Canada, Saudi Arabia, and all the countries, God. Release revival. Remember Israel and God's of war. We pray for our presidents, prime ministers, and leaders. Holy Spirit, guide them and lead them. And we thank you for meeting every need here. Cancel poverty, our rent is paid, our, our mortgage is paid. We have healthy food in our refrigerator. Our cabinets are full to overflow. We have more than enough, enough to help others. And Lord, we thank you for preparing things for us, God, and we walk in abundance. And Lord God, remember our essential workers, bless them and cover them, increase our discernment, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, it is so. God bless everybody, love you all, until Blessings. Blessings, love you all. Blessings. 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 
Blessings. Ooh. 